0: Welcome to this podcast produced for Business Lincolnshire as part of the Fit for Business programme. I am Guy Lewis and we are joined today by David Knight from PACT. Hi David, how are you? Hi Guy, yeah, very well today, thank you. Good, we've had a couple of chats recently, uh, we've, we've looked at net zero, we've looked at carbon neutral, and we've looked at resource management and behaviours and how you can in- involve your staff. So what are we discussing today?
1: So what I thought we'd do today is to think, well, so far, everything we've done today is exactly that. We've, we've looked at what we do as a business. We've Just looked at the it. carbon impacts, yeah, yeah. all that kind of thing as well. But I want to look beyond that now, beyond net zero and think about actually the environmental impacts that we have as an organization. So net zero can and will have an impact on climate change. And if we reduce the carbon emissions, we reduce the, 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 the warming that we're essentially doing to the planet and the effect that that has on climate change, mm-hmm. but it is only one part of the whole puzzle. So there are things that people and businesses can do in order to address and fully protect the planet so i just wanted to talk a bit about what that means what else we can sort of include within that and how that fits together to actually look at not just reducing carbon but actually looking after the planet in its entirety
0: okay what what's first then so the
1: first thing i wanted to do is just to think about as i said before with net zero what that's done is that's really put a lot of focus on carbon Mm -hmm. so And again absolutely fine because climate change is one of the the sort of the biggest challenges we have for our futures uh particularly for ourselves and and most importantly for our children and their children so it is right to have it as a big focus for any organization but it unfortunately what it has done is it really has only focused on carbon emissions which is directly related to fossil fuel Mm -hmm. and, and and obviously the energy that goes into the activities what that's inadvertently done is that has taken some of the shift away from the environmental focus that we need to have. So things like biodiversity, things like natural landscape, natural environments, these sort of things. So, you know, yes, we can cut carbon. Yes, we can make things more efficient, but we also have to think about, well, what are our rivers like? What's the sea like? What Mm -hmm. are the plastics doing to the world at the moment? What's our legacy? Okay. A very interesting point my dad made many years ago is we were in in Portugal and we came across a, a Roman dig site that um the university was busy mm-hmm. excavating. And he made a very poignant comment to say well actually isn't it amazing that centuries ago this is what people left us. There's amazing architectural discoveries. In 200 years time or 2000 years time what are they going to find when they dig up our landscapes?
0: A lot of plastic absolutely
1: I guess. waste rubbish. Just that's the legacy we're leaving. So it becomes you know once you have a handle of, of the carbon and that sort of aspect and that, that's a great place to start the next step and really the future i guess is to start thinking about how do we actually make everything better and, and not just focus solely on this one problem there's a lot mm-hmm. that we need to take into account uh, and there are organizations out there that are already doing a lot around this but i just wanted to again that that's yeah. really it so carbon focus is great but it isn't everything we do need to think about the wider aspects as well
0: so it's sort of it's sort of got the headlight on it hasn't it that you know Global warming, rising sea levels, carbon footprint that that's that's the solution. solution is net zero gets us somewhere to some stability of of almost like the world just running away with itself and ready to be employed yeah but but now we're thinking, okay, what are the other things that are equally important, but they're, they're, they're more um, they're not necessarily about the sustainability of the planet, they're more about actually the, the health of the planet exactly that, yeah
1: no. And that's the point to it. So, you know, if we if we put carbon aside, and we have talked about this throughout the you know the various podcasts, you know, then the next thing to think about really is a business is waste, and mm-hmm. you know that that that's a huge impact for any organization. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, as with any activity we do, we do seem to create a lot of waste, um, you know, whether that's wasted energy is one aspect, but certainly as physical waste that we produce. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what is it that we, we, we are buying? What are we purchasing? What kind of materials are we using within our, within our services and our activities? You know, we talked about paper and what we found, um, sorry, what they have found is that actually of all the paper purchased, something like 40 to 50% of that paper ends up becoming waste. Mm-hmm. So just in our very nature of how we do things, we need to really think about, well, actually, if we if we're buying a material just to turn it into waste, there's all of the impacts it has from manufacturing and producing. So paper comes from trees, so we have to cut Mm -hmm. trees down in order to produce paper. Yes, we can recycle it, but you can only recycle something so many times before Mm -hmm. it eventually becomes waste, and you have to bring in virgin material in order to sustain the the production. So, you know, we have to start thinking about, it's not just about carbon, that, that's helped to drive the conversation forward mm-hmm. but we have to also think about well, what are we using what kind of materials are we using and most importantly what are we throwing away mm-hmm. and what can we do to minimize that so you know we said before thinking things about like is it reusable can i repair it yeah like, avoiding single use of disposable materials um, and some of it might not be a simple solution you know there's some materials that we may be using which has to be you know, a, a disposable product because of the nature. So we work with in healthcare and there are certain products which, yeah. which have to be thrown, there's no other choice, it has to be thrown away. But there are still, even within that, there are still some things which can become reusable. It just takes the opportunity to look at it, to understand it, to think, well, what reusable mean? What can Mm -hmm. I do about it? And then making that choice in that investment. So, you know, the NHS and and various healthcare sectors we've worked in, this is one thing they've spent a lot of their time doing, is really trying to identify and remove the single disposable for Mm -hmm. that reusable, simply because of the waste in which they generate and the impact that
0: has. Okay, I, I was just thinking as you were saying that, and I was thinking, yeah, well, maybe there was an era where everything was pre-packaged, and I was thinking about the NHS and yeah, you know, the, the sort of the nurse pack that used to be, and it had everything in it, and then for, for I don't know, whatever they were doing, you know, a dressing or something, and then it all folded into something and it went in the bin. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas now maybe looking at actually the sets of components, and some can be some can be recycled, some can be washed and re-sterilized, other things has to go in the bin, but but thinking more about that every business should be looking at that is that is that what you're you're saying
1: absolutely so this there's very simple things that you can do as a business to think about so um Packaging. So you, you come onto that topic. So that, that that actually fits in quite well. So a lot of times we, we buy things, you know, we need things we need for the business and it comes in a box. And mm-hmm. uh, I won't know the names, but sometimes you get a box that's three times the size of the product you get into and all the material fillers that even, come with it as even well. think of who you're talking <laughs> about. <now. laughs> but that's the sort of thing. So if you are buying something from a supplier, and let's just say you, you know, you've been working with a supplier for a number of years, but they're just sending you everything individually. So you're getting lots mm-hmm. of boxes for something. Well, can they send you one box with everything in it? Do it have to have everything individually wrapped? Are they shrink wrapping cardboard? Do they Are they putting plastic around it? Do they have to put plastic around yeah. it? So sometimes when we actually look in our bins and, and you know, one of the things we get to in terms of the business is actually looking at what you're throwing away. So what, what is it yeah. that's actually going into your bins in the first place? And then, well, what is actually happening in the business that's creating that waste in the first place? So when we look at a waste process, we look at the inputs, yeah. the management and the outputs. Three sorts of things. So the outputs is easy. Just look in the bins, what's going there. The management, so that relies on the inputs. So whatever I'm buying in, Mm -hmm. however I'm managing on site, is now producing a waste. So I either improve my inputs or I improve my management, and sometimes a bit of both. So first and foremost, if a lot of your waste is cardboard, shrink wrap, plastic, anything like that, which is all based on packaging, well, then that's something
0: you can do something about. Absolutely.
1: Speak to your supplier. Change the packaging. We We just don't want you're paying for that to be thrown away that's the downside to it you know this is a cost to you as a business you know the 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 more packaging you have the more, particularly cardboard it makes it a lot of space that's Mm -hmm. that's more bin space you need that's more waste you're throwing away so get them to cut it down because ultimately it means that they now use less packaging, which is beneficial for them. And again, if we're looking at carbon footprinting of waste and also the production of materials, that's a bonus. And for you, it gives you less waste to throw away, which then means you now have to worry right. about less bin space, less less uh, process, you know, all sorts of things like that as well. So packaging is a
0: really good one to start
1: looking at first a, a, and minimizing that.
0: I guess frequency as well, then, because you you talked about you know, having. It, things do it individually, not box them all together. But I guess that depends how you order. You know, if you order on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday, that they're going to arrive on mm-hmm. different days. Whereas if you could maybe have an ordering day from one supplier and therefore everything comes in one box or one container or one something, that that's something to look at. It is, yeah. So it, it, it can come down to exactly what it is you're
1: doing. Yeah, but, okay. but ultimately that. I mean, the other side to that as well, just on the delivery aspect, is by actually minimizing... The amount of times you order obviously that will save on packaging but now you're also not getting the delivery driver come to you every single day so again that has impacts in in other aspects absolutely yeah so so now they're driving less which means again less carbon for travel that sort of thing as well so so yeah you know sometimes looking at one problem actually helps solve problems That sits around that as well. So, you know, everything's intertwined, everything's connected, but it is really important to think about, well, actually, what am I purchasing? How am I purchasing it? How much am I purchasing? And most importantly is what does that mean to my business in terms of what's it costing me? Because I'm always going to have to pay the supply. That's always going to happen. But there's two costs to that purchase. There's the purchase of it coming in, and then there's the cost of it leaving as Mm. well. So you do have to sometimes balance the two and think, well, actually, do you know what? If I can change how they deliver it to me, And that minimizes my costs it now makes that purchase more efficient because i'm now only buying one cost rather than two that makes sense
0: yeah yeah. no it does hi i'm guy lewis and i'm with david knight and we're looking at beyond net zero and environmental impacts so david we've talked about the sort of uh, the, the carbon focus and we've talked a bit more about some of that environmental stuff as well uh, and and we got onto waste so what's the next thing in terms of that waste that whole sort of circular economy that you that, that we here mentioned so so circular
1: economy the, the term essentially is is that's exactly what it looks at so if, we, if you think about as I said before, when we look at the waste, the inputs, the management, and the outputs. Now, what we want to do within the circular economy is to think about, well, actually, when we're putting inputs into the organization, two things that we need to think about. How can we actually minimize the outputs in terms of waste mm-hmm. and bring what we've purchased already, therefore we have a material, and bring it back into the business activity to actually use it again? Because for every purchase, if we can use that three or four times, again, it makes that purchase more valuable to us. There's also things to think about. So sometimes as an organization, I might produce a, a type of waste that mm-hmm. for me is rubbish. I don't want it anymore. But there may be another organization that actually uses exactly what I'm outputting as waste for their input. So So your waste is their raw material. Absolutely. And and that's that's really what the circular what the circular economy is looking at. Mm-hmm. How can we minimize, shall we say, the the amount of Virgin resources, so it's a brand new, freshly cut or, or, or uh, processed resources into the industry, and actually use it again and again, so that we minimise that aspect and also minimise the waste. Yeah. So from a I business, came, I came
0: across a great example of this. Actually, it was something they did with plastics, and yeah. they had different coloured plastics, and it all went into the same bin, and it was completely unusable until someone said, "Well, I can use the red stuff." But well, I don't want the blue and the yellow, so they <laughs> so all they did then was just just as it I think generated the waste, they put it into different colored bins. Yeah, and all of a sudden, the red plastic was a raw material; you could sell it. And that's it as well. So sometimes that waste, again,
1: you're paying for someone to take that away from you. But if you can turn that into a resource, mm-hmm. you now make money off that process as well. Uh, and we've seen this with with a number of businesses. So um, you know, we've we've had some that have really problematic uh, outputs and they literally had no other choice but to throw it away. Mm-hmm. Um, However, they—they exactly that. They got onto a conversation with another business. They said, "Oh, do you know what? That would be perfect material for a thing that we're actually just introducing as a, as a, as a new as a new product." Uh, and again, a bit of negotiation, they were able to divert twenty five percent of their waste to this organization. So the amount of money they were paying now cut by twenty five percent, and they're getting income, and they're actually selling it higher than what they were paying to throw it away. at. So yeah, yeah. It, it's it's almost win win for the organization to do that. So that that's really the key thing about circular economy is to think about well what is it i'm buying how am i using it and what i'm throwing away now the key thing i would say is it doesn't always work for every business Mm -hmm. there are sometimes wastes in which we're going to produce that they're just waste it's never going to be used by by someone else as well but what the circular economy also tries to push in is thinking about what am i buying so as i said before you know back in let's put it this way back in the past a lot of organizations just do to talk about recycling. Must recycle, mm-hmm. must recycle, nothing else. Just make sure that whatever waste comes in, I'm recycling it or I'm putting it into landfill. Yeah, yeah. We're now at a stage where that's just not good enough anymore. Yes, okay. you must recycle. Absolutely. hundred percent keep doing that. But what we're doing now is you're still creating a waste that we're paying to be disposed of. So, within the waste hierarchy, so there's a sort of a level of how to approach mm-hmm. waste. It's, it's actually within the, the the law around how waste needs to be managed. The first two points are eliminate the waste in the first place, yep. or reuse the waste where possible. Yeah, yeah. So, single use plastic, single disposable material. This is this is prime area for this. Yep. If I can reuse what I'm buying, I only have to buy it once, mm-hmm. and then many, many, many more times buy it again. Whereas if I'm buying it single use, I'm buying it once and then buying it again and buying it exactly. So. The other side of it, if I can actually eliminate that entirely, mm-hmm. then I haven't got to buy it in the first place.
0: That's the, and that's your primary. That's the first thing.
1: Absolutely. Eliminate it. Try mm-hmm. not to get you know, try not to create that waste in the first place. That that that's ultimately the, the sort of the aim for it. But where I can't do that, think about buying reusable materials where I mm-hmm. can use it again and again and again without having to continually buy it. So from a financial point of view, that just makes sense. You know, really thinking about what it is that we're purchasing. But also from an environmental point of view, it means I'm now not generating waste, which yeah. means there's less impact on the environment in that respect. So, you know, it, it's really key to think about, well, actually, w- what's, what's the greater environment? Yes, there's cost perspective to me, but actually from, from, a, from a planet perspective, mm-hmm. me putting that waste out there, you know, not putting that waste out there means that it's, it's sort of better for the planet in the long run as well.
0: So that's, that's, that's goes to the point, environmental. So, so we've talked about carbon quite a lot. We've talked about sort of the climate change, but you've talked then about protecting the environment. I mean, is there, is there another side that we should be looking at there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I guess one thing, so, so uh, the term ESG, so environmental social governance. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's been named many things before, but this is sort of the later thing. And, and what that really looks at, so as an organization, you know your environmental impact is everything we've been talking about today. Yeah, yeah. So your your carbon emissions—that's an environmental impact. The waste you produce—that's an environmental impact. But that all ties into everything as well. So what ESG? What 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 that essentially means is that I'm I'm looking at the environmental impact of my organisation. Mm-hmm. But that environmental impact actually then spreads further. So who am I employing? Who am I working with? How how am I helping my workers? How am I improving their lifespan? So the social side of the organisation as mm-hmm. well then looks at well how am I actually benefiting the people that I employ? Okay, you know, so that could be things like you know by actually engaging with them to think about energy in the office, you actually encourage them to think about energy at home by helping think about waste in the office or, or in the business. You help them to think about waste. So it's at additional home. So benefit, absolutely. Things also like you know thinking about well, what kind of wage am I paying? Am, am, am I am I on uh, you know minimum pay or living wage or or all these sort of things as well. So actually thinking about how do we support the staff that we have and the workers that we have, you know, Mm. that that has an impact as well. And then the governance. So the, the sort of how are we managing ourselves as an organization? What are our ambitions? What are, you know, how are we investing our money? These sort of things as well. So starting the environmental conversation then opens up doors to think about the other things that we're doing as well. Now, the key thing to this is when we look at that, One of the biggest benefits it has, and I I mentioned this on on an earlier podcast, this is what people are looking for. They're looking to work for businesses Mm -hmm. that have this mindset that are doing these sort of things. So if you want to attract new employees or, or, you know, young talent or anything like that, starting to look at this now and developing those sort of landscape and and, and profiles and, and actually start to look at it as a whole and then communicate it, talk about it, demonstrate what you're doing, you now become a more attractable organization. Mm -hmm. So not only are you now minimizing your environmental impact, which has a direct cost relation to yourself, you're also now becoming more attractable as an organization, which again has the benefit of bringing in new talent, bringing in staff as well. So everything you do, no matter the reason why you're doing it, this all benefits the organization in the long run. So when we talk about sustainability, we're not always talking about like the whole climate thing. We're actually talking about you as a business, your sustainability. Yeah, yeah. And by managing your sustainability, you actually have those intended consequences of improving your environmental impact as well.
0: Okay. This is the last one of, uh, of the, the, the podcasts we've done. Um, I just want to summarize in a way what, what are the best, uh, you know, the best things we can do now? What's the sort of the simplest or the largest impact? Is that what we should focus.
1: Absolutely. So I guess the takeaway I would say from everything else is keep it simple.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That that's ultimately it. Don't don't get bogged down in the jargon. Don't get bogged down by the big terms. N- none of that really matters. It, it doesn't matter what you call it. All that matters is what you do. So for an organization, for you know where you are within this journey, the most important thing is do something. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just measure your resources now. Just do something, measure your resources. And then once you've done that, look at the next step. Okay, what can we do now? We've got our resources. What's the next thing to do? Okay, so what are we using? Why are we using it? Where can we make improvements? Make that cost reduction that inadvertently has that carbon impact. Mm -hmm. Measure your carbon footprint. So you don't have to tackle, you know, I'd say there's organizations. I don't have to tackle everything at once. We can't fight every fire that exists. We can only focus on what's in front of us. yeah yeah. but that's the most important put something in front of you that you can focus on take a simple action and generate an impact from it and then as you start to do that you'll start to become more aware of where your impacts sit, and that actually Mm. helps you so if you want to make a large impact through a simple action you have to understand what that is in the first place so that's that's really what i'd say to any organization just start somewhere start at the real basics start with what you have start with the information you have available to you start to measure it and then start to make simple changes and eventually,
0: those will lead to bigger changes in the end. Really good advice, David. Thanks for joining me on this uh, on this uh, set of podcasts looking at uh, sustainability. It's been brilliant. Yeah, thanks for having me again. You've been listening to a Business Lincolnshire podcast. Look out for the next episode. If you're listening on the Business Lincolnshire YouTube channel, don't forget to give us a thumbs up or subscribe down below. If you're on your favourite podcast platform, then remember to follow the show. More information at businesslincolnshire.com.